Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is March the 30th, 2017. Happy Thursday, everyone. We are at almost the final day of March, and we are done. Can't believe we're already into spring, and I'm feeling good. Sorry for the ones who are not used to the pollen, but I'm glad that the heat is back because fall and winter, we just don't get along. But I'm so glad to have you on. Yesterday was interesting. Make sure you don't forget to check out the Persia Hour. That is on my link if you have checked out the archive. But at the moment, I'm not going to hold you up. You know if the guest's not on, we're going to continue this thing, and I'm hit you with music, baby. So we'll be right back after this. Black Beatles in the city, be back immediately to confiscate the money. Quick release 
and put a shake on layaway. Is your mother so old she knew Central Park when it's just a plant? (laughs) (laughs) Your mom's hair so nappy she gotta take painkillers to comb her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yo, 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 later for that. Forget them girls, man. What's up? I got a little story to tell you. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd. Who I met. I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks since she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. But you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. 
was working for it at this time I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime Cause I have friends and that's a fact Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine and Jack Forget about that, let's go into the story About a girl named blah 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 that adore me So we started talking, getting familiar Spending a lot of time so we can build a relationship Or some understanding how it's gonna be in the future we was planning Everything sounded so dandy and sweet I had no idea I was in for a treat After this was established, everything was cool The tour was over and she went back to school I called every day to see how she was doing Every time that I called her, it seemed something was brewing I called the rumor, got picked up and then I called her again I said, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend Baby, you're rocking the box with your girl, Technicia Day. That's right. On the right side with Technicia. And I hope everyone is having a blissful day. Don't forget that the affirmation calls are always on seven days a week. It's all about personal development and growth. They start Monday through Friday at 7.25 a.m. Eastern Time and Saturday and Sunday at 8.55 Eastern Time. Then on Wednesdays at 5.15, we have our Obsessed Success Calls. So don't forget to call in 641-715-3200. Code 656202. Hashtag. Definitely want to get in on those. They would keep you motivated all the time. They make you think, makes you wonder what you're doing wrong with your own life. So, definitely, I would not tell you a lie, but I'm going to hit you with more tunes, and hopefully, my guest will be on very soon. <laughs> hey, yo, man, you remember that shit Easy did a while back? Motherfucker said it wasn't going to work. What yeah. a crazy shit. Yeah, the stupid shit, man. Dope. Hey, yo, Easy. Hey, man, we should come off the piano for a minute, man, and bust this crazy shit. Woke up quick at about noon, just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind, young niggas at the pad throwing up gang signs. Ran in the house and grabbed my clip with the Mac-10 on the side of my hip. Bells outside. 
as I puffed, the fools kept stepping. Jumped in the foe, hit the juice on my ride. I got front and back and side to side. Then I let the Alpine play. Off the new shit buying WA. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list. Then I played my old shit, it went something like this. Cruising down the street in my 6 fall. Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoops. A car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit. Now G is caught for doing the crime, fourth offense, 
on the boy, he'll do some time. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your cart. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, cause I ain't said shit.
surface. Um, but why heavy metal? What drew what drew Ash into that part of your life? Um, in my twenties, I started really liking you know rock, and I was listening to. I don't know, Linkin Park and Puddle of Mud and bands like that. And then Greg started introducing me to European symphonic metal bands where it was they were mixing metal with women who had fem- really good female voices. And I really liked the sound of that. Like there's just something interesting and different about classically trained musicians. And so when he had introduced me to bands like uh, Lacuna Coil and Within Temptation, Nightwish, I really, really liked that. And I decided that's kind of where I wanted to go because it's something that not everybody can do. And I like that. Right. Now, behind, behind all of this, who are some of the musical influences that were in your life that inspired you? Um, Sarah Brightman, Amy Lee, um, I really liked Sarah McLaughlin, and then as I got older, Within Temptation, Nightwish, Delane, those kind of bands. So I really, I mean, growing up, I liked classical female singers like Sarah Brightman. I really liked how, you know, she did Phantom and then went to making her own music that was kind of rock, and so I thought that was really cool. Right. What do you love so much about music? Um, music makes me feel the way no person, man or woman, has made me feel. It just gives me confidence. It makes me happy. It gives me these emotions that um, that other like people can't really give me. Music just fills that hole, and it's also something that unites people of all colors and races and you know no matter where we are in the world no matter what language we speak music is something that unites us all and I really like the unity that music brings to people why I agree with you too it's just something about it I don't care what moves you in you put on that tune it feels like your whole day is better now so before all this what what was Alicia like before you started this band Oh, gosh. (laughs) In high school, I was super quiet, very shy. I still did music, but I was I was like this really shy girl. (laughs) I I read a lot of books. I was a super smart kid. And then I discovered I had this talent that made me different and unique. And it was something that um, people I don't know. It was something I was really good at and I didn't even have to try, you know? So it was like, Oh, well, this is kind of cool. And then, you know, getting on stage, stage is like a drug. So it was, I don't know. So the shy girl just started to go away and this uh, really outgoing personality started coming out once I started getting that confidence. (laughs) Right. Now I, I can't, I can't even imagine the type of just being quiet. But no, on the other hand, yeah. Because <laughs> there's always the ones who have the secret agenda in them. You'd be like, wow, she was so quiet. Look at you now. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, the people... same way. I was quiet once, did my work in class, and people were like, wow, now they see me. You was never like that. I'm like, yeah, I know. 
I just did my work. So anyone in particular that you dream of being able to collaborate more with, even though you have a band? I would love to sing with Amy Lee. Like, that has been my dream for many, 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 many years. I would love to meet her and tell her that she kind of changed my musical, you know, view and life on everything, and I would love to be able to sing with her. I just love her style and her lyrics and her music. She's amazing. Right. Now, in particular, what do you think of the heavy scene as of today now? Of the music scene itself or the rock scene? <laughs> I, I I think that musicians have gotten really lazy. I think that there's auto-tune and all these things that can fix people not having to try to be better musicians. So a vocalist, instead of getting vocal, vocal lessons to be a better singer, they're just like, oh, you can fix that for me. So it's kind of changed the music scene because people no longer have to go out and try. They can have something fix their mistakes instead of trying to become better musicians. And I think it's made musicians really lazy. You know what? But, and I believe that. Oh, I do. That's so true. It's too much technology out here amping these people mm-hmm. up and they're not as good. That's why I appreciate the classic all the way back. I, I know I'm not too much into the heavy metal, but Frank Sinatra, all these artists that we oh, have yeah. patience, everyone, they they had to do what they had to do to make their music sound good. There was no auto-tune. So if you find a good artist to actually get up on that stage without having any auto-tunes behind them when they get up there, hey, command them at the most because you don't find that. You find People, what they do now, lip sing off their own music on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think people have. Yeah. Of- they have, and it's, it, I think performance has lost something with that. When you make music about just being the way you look and not about music anymore, it loses something. And I feel like that's kind of what we're lacking because there's, there's an emotional connection you make with your fans when, like, right. Greg and I have this thing where we believe that we should be able to do our stuff acoustically as much as we do on the rock stage because to me a really good musician can play something acoustic and make you feel and still be just as good or better and so you know that's something that I really think that that musicians are lacking maybe they should try for and expand your genre you know look listen to other music besides your own music because that's what really is gonna help people be better musicians you can't just listen to rock and nothing else like there's lots and lots of other kinds of music out there <laughs> there is there, you got that right people have to expand and to me it takes a true artist to actually to work mm-hmm. in when I see one of those I really feel so happy for them people just making it too easy out here now everybody got a smartphone they have so many apps out you're like wait a minute you sound horrible man you sound horrible you can really tell that they have been out there mm-hmm. but you know, you're a female heavy metal band. How how have you had to deal with much sexism or have you dealt with it throughout this industry? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the problem with a lot of the females in my industry, and I'm not criticizing them, they've done what they've had to do, is they have made it about how much you take off your clothes and not about mm-hmm. the real talent that you have. So when I came out... I'm not a size two girl who wears her underwear on stage. I'm about 
I worked really hard as a musician to be a good singer, and I'm going to give you really good vocals, but I'm not going to take my clothes off. I'm not going to be what people want me to be. And so I've kind of, I've had to deal with that, you know, where people will look at me and like, oh yeah, you're going to do rock. And then, you know, or they treat you, they try to walk all over you because you're a girl and you're just going to cry about it and you can't push me around. So that kind of, if you push back, then they call you a bitch. And if you don't push back, then they walk on you. So it's like one of those things as a girl that you have to be like, no, I am a girl, but I'm not a wuss and you won't walk on me. So I'm not a punk about today. You can go on all that, but you know what? It, it happens in every industry. Someone posted up on Facebook about if a coach, a woman coach wins, the national championship for basketball, how come she's not getting paid as much as a male coach? Mm-hmm. And I told him it's, it's been going on for so many years in, in, in any industry. The music, it always lowers us. I don't know why we're seen as, oh, well, you're all right. You, they see us as vulnerable. No, I'm not vulnerable. I don't need you to pet me. Mm-mm. I don't need you to comfort me. I need to get paid for the same thing I could do as this dude right here. And I don't mm-hmm. and I have balls, but not the kind of balls. But I got some big balls. So I need That's to right. me like I <laughs> Right. And I and, and it's sad that the industry, any industry out there sees us still like that. And it's like, dude, come on. You you so stuck back in the nineteen sixties. This is not where a man does all the work and I cook and clean. Like I could do whatever they do, I need to get the same pay rate like them. Regardless if I'm a female with it. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, I totally agree right. with that. And that's, that's something that I'm standing up for and telling people, right. it doesn't matter. I deserve equal treatment. I deserve the same place that you guys right. have. And give it to me because I've worked my ass off and I've worked my ass harder than most musicians do. And that's why I'm where I am because I don't just expect someone to give me a handout. But you freaking treat me with respect. Because I deserve it. Right. <laughs> That's what we have. And we have to teach our young ladies the same thing. We have to. We have to. We have to pass it on to them. Don't let anyone treat you bad because you are a female. You have the same rights as a man. We had to fight for those mm-hmm. women's rights, and we did from to this day. And they still. Oh, well, what you complaining about? I'm. I'm not complaining. I'm just putting you in your place. You don't try to make me look like I'm a crybaby because I'm not. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I um I heard of the song Broken Fairy Tale and I, I really was digging it. But what is that to, uh, for the listeners out there who have not heard it? What is this song all about? Okay, so I, as a little girl, had this dream, as most of us do, that the prince on the white horse would come rescue us and take us away and blah blah blah. Barf. It doesn't happen, and I realized that. Like the older I got, the more I realized that doesn't exist. Like there are not fairy tales. And so when I wrote this song, I was going through a super bad breakup with an alcoholic and it was just, you know, devastating. And so this was my song about that broken fairy tale of, you know, someone trying to squish who you are as a person to become who they want you to be in a relationship. And it just, yeah, they ended up destroying the girl in the process. So broken fairy tale was, Get away from it. Don't put up with it. Go away. There aren't fairy tales. Create your own fairy tale. And that's kind of what that was about. Here, anyone can actually hear. Because the people mm-hmm. wait around and they 
I don't know. People love to wait for that opportunity. Sometimes you have to go out there and get that opportunity. So that's um definitely it makes sense. I can relate to that. Make your own fairy tale. Do your own story. Make your own history. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, when you, when you leave this world, somebody should know your name. And be proud of who you are at the end of the day. If I left this world today, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay. If you're not happy, then you need to reevaluate yourself. But you should be happy. Whatever you have done, regardless of what mistakes you have made, you don't owe anyone explanation. Because that's why I tell people, hey, mm-hmm. if I got to hide it, then I'll be doing it. I'm going to let you know up front. But um, now, Alicia, have you and your band, have you already toured alongside anyone um, we're actually getting ready to tour right now. We've taken a few little mini tours. We've played with bands like Nonpoint and OTEP and stuff like that. But um, we're getting ready to tour in uh, May with Larissa Vian and the Strange, another female-fronted band from Colorado. Very, very cool, okay. garbage-like sound. They're kind of bringing that 90s grunge. So we're really excited about that. Right. Now, people think sometimes, like I, like we were just talking about a moment ago about the opportunity coming to them, but when you're in the music industry, any industry in particular, do to actually promote yourself. Um, what are some things mm-hmm. that you had to promote yourself? Because um, no one is out actually just going to discover you. Hey, there you go. So you have to push Mm-mm. yourself. Or what are, yeah. So when I started this industry, I the first thing I realized is it had changed. It's not like it was where there's agents out there going to discover you. It doesn't work that way. You have to really promote yourself. And the great thing is musicians have this key called social media. And I don't think they utilize it the way they should because what is everybody on every day? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. So the first thing I did was I created my band, Those Pages. And I use it to promote it. I don't talk about my personal life. I don't talk about all the diary crap that people do. I use social media as an amazing advertising tool. And that's the way I can reach people, not just um, on a local level or a national level, but a global level. And that's why my band is global, because I constantly am working all those media outlets. I found all the websites that musicians could put music on, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, um, Bandcamp, all those things, got my band on there too. Because any platform is a platform that someone can hear you. And if your name keeps popping up, then people are going to start to take notice. And then, you know, I started reaching out to online radio when other musicians were like, oh, don't do that. I was like, no, because one extra fan is one extra fan I didn't have. I don't say no. If someone says, hey, I want to promote your music, I say absolutely. If I get offered a radio interview, heck yeah, I love doing that kind of stuff. You know, I don't say no because every opportunity is an opportunity and you never know who's listening. So. Well, said I got to clap for that. I do. I have to clap for that every little bit. As long as my name is out there, and you're right, a lot of people don't be thinking of that. When you do them Google searches, notice what comes up first and then and be like, oh, okay. So many people have Googled that. So, as you said, if your name can be out there, keep putting your name out there. Put it out there. And I need to start doing that more myself when I set up my shows, put my name in the tags always. And everything mm-hmm. you're doing, keep putting your name out there. Because so people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Keep saying her name every time I pop up and see that subject. I see her name. So what's going on? Let me check her out. So you are so right. Mm-hmm. You have to take every little opportunity at the most because, like Eminem said, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Like you Google the name Heart of Ale, there are pages and pages and pages of stuff that come up because I, I've made sure we're on every platform we can possibly be on. <laughs> so, and why wouldn't you take care, advantage of free advertising? You know, that's the thing. I don't understand when bands get this attitude of I'm too good. Like, how are you too good? It's free advertising. Why wouldn't you do it? You know? Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> take every opportunity out there. Now, if you had to pick on one song from the from this album for a show set list, which track probably would you would they be? Oh gosh. Um, the five song E P that we have? I mm-hmm. think no remorse is the one that that people are really digging. I do always, always, just because it's the first song we ever wrote, and people love that. But no remorse has something that really just digs at people, and I, 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 I think that would be the one. <laughs> yeah, I did. I that's the first song I checked out too. No remorse. Yeah, it's it's a cool one. Now, Alicia, what is probably one of your most horrible music industry story ever? so we got offered a chance to go to Nashville and we thought, heck yeah, music industry, this will be great. We were told that we were going to be looked at by industry executives and there was going to be all these people there. And we're like, but we had to pay everything out of pocket, which, you know, music is a business. So you do have to pay and invest in yourself. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's go to Nashville. Let's meet these people. Let's hear what they have to say because we're about learning. Um, I have no problem going to workshops and things like that to become better musicians, to become a better band. So fly out there. We get to this event and it's $30 for parking first off. And it's a Christian based event. They are charging for everything. Anything you could possibly imagine for, they want money for water bottles, $5, a water bottle from Costco, Right. So we go in here. There are people on stage who have nothing to do with the music industry. All they did was talk about how shitty the music industry is, how none of us are good enough to ever be in the music industry, and that we should just use our gifts for God and missions because you will never be good enough to break into the industry. And just three days straight of preaching about how shitty the music industry is, how no one's good enough. And as musicians, you fight that battle every day. You know, it's one of those things that you have to keep working and and telling yourself this is worth it. So when someone just slams you down and tells you, you know, you suck and you're not going to be good enough and you'll never be good enough and blah, blah, blah. It was just really sad to see. And it's people from musicians from all over the world who flew to this event to be told they weren't good enough. And it was just turned into this nightmare of you just watched every day people leaving you know, people that flew from Australia, Africa, whatever, just just devastated that, wow, we just wasted our time. We're not meeting anyone. We're just being told how crappy we are. And there was no opportunities to meet anyone. There was no opportunities to perform for anyone. It was just kind of a slam down of how crappy musicians are and how only God will take you. And so um, we left that really, really discouraged. And... Um, it was a really, really horrible experience <laughs> and not at all what we expected. But uh, we ended up, anyway, meeting. We went to this recording studio and met this really, really cool guy, and he showed us around and just kind of 
helped encourage us again that not everyone is like that. This is just one group of people who apparently hate musicians and uh, don't be discouraged. So, yeah. Now, Alicia, when it comes to just just music itself and and performance. What are some? What are your three top countries to perform for? Europe. Um, I think Japan, and where else do we want to go? Probably Canada, because <laughs> oh, we just wow. press release of Canada, and Canada really likes our music a lot. Canada is still kind of is about the good music and not just auto-tune stuff. There's still, you know, rock is still pretty prominent there. So we did pretty well over there. And, yeah, we want to perform there, I think. Okay. I would never have, I would never have thought about Canada myself. Hmm. But it, right? It, you know what? <laughs> I said that off the top of my head, but when you were talking about Nashville, Tennessee, I went there last month for an audition for The Voice. And I mm-hmm. felt that I felt the same way. I was like, man, I have done three hours of riding with my husband all the way there with my children on top of it. And I'm like, I get in this room, uh, 10 of us, 45 seconds to sing a song. And she tells the whole group, no callback. All of you are good, but no callback for this group. I'm like, what? Uh... I mean, I was I already had got off work late, and I was supposed to have been there at seven o'clock audition. And for apparent reasons, my boss suddenly wants to put me on a closing shift, and I'm like, really? Put me on closing when I'm I audition the next day, even though he didn't know. So I missed that time, but luckily I went on the uh, website that morning. I was like, let me see if I can go to the next one. It was like, so the website said, yeah, you can still come. So I got there probably about one third their time. Something going up, and I was like, oh, man. But it's just making me stronger because I said I'm going again for another audition. This will be my third time. You know what? Don't give up, though. That's the thing. (laughs) I I won't. And I'm going to have a coach. I'm going to get a coach to work with me on my range because I had two people to tell me that you have the voice, but you just need someone to work on your range and um, and also to find yourself stuff in the music like everybody has heard of Tony Braxton everybody heard of Whitney Houston but we don't want to hear them we need to hear you so you have to bring your own stuff because we know these people's stories while they're singing the song but what what story do you have and I'm like you know what now that is a different twist mm-hmm. I, I never had thought of it that way like bringing myself to this music what makes me what makes me stand out when I do these songs? So I'm like, wow, I have some work to do before the summer auditions come. So I'm definitely going to do it. And I have a coach, a lady who said she will work with me. And I'm hoping for it to work out because I would love to be on The Voice. <laughs> Heck yeah. And that's awesome. And I think that's a great story that people need to hear because so many people in this industry, they hit one or two bumps and they quit. And it's a rough road. It's not easy. It's freaking it hard. And you have to make a lot of sacrifices. You give up a lot of things to be in this industry, but it's worth you, it. You have, right. You have to keep going because I, went, I didn't go to school for saying I went to school for communication to be a news reporter, but it always been on my back burner. I said, why not? You only live once. Go ahead. Try as many mm-hmm. things as possible. And I, 
I want to do much as possible for the good Lord said my time is up on this earth. So I'm mm-hmm. going for it. And I, I, so my daughters, there's nothing that you possibly can do. You can always do. You have to push yourself. You have to exactly. motivate yourself. No one else has to do it. And, 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 you know, one of my favorite lines from my mentor is this. Colonel Sanders got 300 no's before his industry was worldwide. Now we have Kentucky Fried Chicken everywhere. So it's just something to think about. How many no's will it actually take before you actually give up? Or how many no's will it mm-hmm. take for you to keep pushing? You have to keep pushing past mm-hmm. those no's. Them no's on that it's not yet. Somebody don't understand or they just don't know you at all. So just keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing. And, and if I have to go to Tech, where I go, I go as far as I can go. As long as my money provides me to go there, then I would go. So I said, okay, good. They just sent me my email. They said May. So I said, this will be a perfect time to get some lessons in, and let's do this. So I'm hoping for that opportunity. And, Alicia, you know I'm going to contact you because I know you, by you being in the music industry, I'm going to let you know, too, if I when I get there. <laughs> awesome. And good for I'm really proud of you. That's a really awesome attitude because that's the attitude I have, too. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going, and there's a reason I'm here, and, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing to be the best me I can, and, you know, if I make it, I make it, and if I don't, I've done some really awesome stuff that I feel okay with, so. So, Alicia, are you you and your band working on any newer albums as of right now? We are actually. We uh, we had intended on getting a new album out this month, but we've been playing so much we haven't had an opportunity to just sit down and write. So we're actually we're about halfway done with our newest album. We're hoping to get it done before we go out on tour, um, and it's awesome. It's really good. I think that Hardy Vale has finally found their niche. They found, you know, it just the music is just magic. So I'm really really excited about it. Oh, well, congratulations on the new record. I'm very happy for you guys because as far as listening to some, what I have listened to from your album, you guys are always are. Um, where, where does the inspiration really come from? For writing? Yeah, um, for writing songs, yeah. So Greg, sends, Greg composes all the musical stuff. So what he does is he'll put together, you know, he'll have a moment of genius, put it together, and send it to me. And then I listen to the songs and I listen to the songs and let them speak to me. And sometimes whatever speaks to me is what's going on in my life, um, influences, whatever kind of things are going on, what I'm feeling, because I really want my music to have passion. And so I think the best way to get that is personal experience. And so sometimes it's metaphorical music where, you know, I'll change it to like how broken was kind of, you know, metaphor for what I told you, you know, um, same thing with the music. And so, um, like my daughter was in the hospital two weeks ago and I was very upset and emotional about that. And so I put that into a song and that's going to be a song that, you know, it's going to be on the new album. And it, I did it while I still had all those emotions and kind of used it as a counseling session, you know, cause I feel like, when you perform on stage, if you can always tap into those emotions, you're always going to be able to engage your audience because your audience can tell if you're fake. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It's it's genuine, and I don't think that you can – you can't fake that. You can't fake the song. I, I'm still the same way because I'm a waitress, and 
and I'm always happy. And my coworkers say, I don't see how you always happy. You love your guests. Well, you you can't fake it. And if you don't love what you're doing, nobody can pull it out of you. You, you can pretend to be nice, and people can know it. You full of bull. Get somewhere and sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. It's the obvious reason that you are where you are today because you and your band share that love. You share that realness together. Now, where would you mm-hmm. like to see the band maybe in the next few years? Um, I would love to get to the East Coast. That's it. We have a pretty big fan base over there, so I would really like to tour over there. I'd also like to get us to Europe. Um, would love to play with a festival, tour with a major band. And, you know, it would be awesome if we could get a major label, but, you know, I won't. <laughs> of course, we all work towards that, but, you know, that is definitely one of the goals, that if we could do that, we would absolutely love to have the backing of a label because then we can get, you know, hold a lot of those artists that um, there's no access to. So, yeah, we have lots well, of big well, dreams. <laughs> hey, it's come true because the way you guys are going and continuing on this path, of just sticking to your goals, they're gonna definitely come mm-hmm. true. No, no doubt about that. I see, I see good things coming. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You're so welcome. Well, Alicia, I really do. I appreciate you for your time today, and I'm hoping for so much. I can't wait for your new album to come out because I look forward to hearing that soon. Um, is there any more information that you want to give us? Do we know anything else? Um, you can find Heart of Ale on Facebook, MySpace, Instagram, Reverb Nation, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Just type in Heart of Ale's name and uh, you'll you'll find us. And um, just stay encouraged, everybody. You know, I know things are shitty right now, but just stay encouraged. There are good things coming, and don't don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. We're we can get through this. So. Oh, well said. And that leaves, you know, I always have to give my truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen. We are all products of the natural world. At the moment of your birth, you are perfectly in touch with God, nature, the universe. As mm-hmm. you grow, much of the human experience is removed, and you tend to forget you are a product of the natural world. Your feelings are an authentic response to your natural stimulus. When you discover the sight, sounds, and sense of our synthetic world, your memory of nature dies. The strength of your connection to nature revives every time you breathe the fresh air or enjoy the pleasures of organic food. Today, rediscover your place in the natural world. Become one with God, the universe, nature. Enjoy the day, everyone. Remember, either your mind has to expand to match your goals or your goals for strength to match your mind. And make sure you please check out my girl, Alicia Simpson, because she's doing big things, and we always welcome them new big things. Alicia, once again, thank you so much. My listeners, I appreciate you too. I want everybody to make sure they tune in. And if you listen to the replay, share it with your friends, your mom, your dad, your cousin, you know who. But I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 